0: Uh, Good evening, everyone. The title of this talk is Zen is Relational. Um, Yasutani Roshi, who was one of Robert Aitken Roshi's teachers, um, used to give uh, introductions to Zen training in Japan, which was a... um, In in our day and age, that would seem like a pretty... um, common thing to do, but in Japan it was an innovation actually to take people through an introduction rather than just throwing them into doing Sazen in a temple to get some kind of context. And Yasutani Roshi said that people have different motivations through which they come to Zen practice, and one might grow into the other. But the first one that he talked about is... um, uh, being, being interested in a, um, an intellectual understanding of what Zen is. And that's a beginning. Um, and we often start at that intellectual curiosity and read books. And if we feel an affinity with Zen, then it takes us over the threshold into actually practicing it. Um, but just having an intellectual understanding or an intellectual appreciation of Zen and and knowing all the literature, the richness of the literature, is a little bit like um, uh, learning music appreciation and really learning to appreciate, listening to music, but not actually taking that next step to actually learn to play an instrument. And so when you take up Zen practice, it's like, passing over that threshold and learning how to play an instrument, um, which is quite a different experience altogether. But then let's say you cross over that threshold and, and you, you take up practice. And Yasutani Roshi said that um, people may take up Zen practice for relaxation or to put it in other words, in a more modern mindfulness context, to de-stress. And often when people take up sin to de-stress, um, I find that they'll practice it uh, fairly regularly, even in times in their life when there's difficulty and they are stressed and they use it to de-stress. But once they have de-stressed, and circumstances are going okay again, that the practice seems to go by the way um, because the motivation is gone. And when we take up SIM practice for relaxation, uh, it's just a it's a feel-good experience and it does work, it does de-stress you. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it will de-stress you, that's, that's for sure, and the scientific evidence demonstrates that. But it doesn't require examining oneself in a more challenging kind of way, Um, like for instance, it wouldn't include the Purification Sutra uh, of looking at how our words and actions and thoughts have an impact in the world. Um, And then the next step up is to practice then for mental health. And uh, in modern language, psychological language, that would be practicing Zen to overcome depression, anxiety, even even psychotic illnesses or bipolar illnesses, personality disorders, and so on. Um, and uh, if you take up Zen for that purpose, uh, that requires more of a challenge um, than just relaxing. It requires examining the way you're thinking, um, patterns of thinking, patterns of relating to other people. It often requires, like in therapy, going to painful places in yourself and opening up in order to live a more mentally healthy kind of life. But the the fourth category, um, which was to take up Zen for what the word used back then was for for enlightenment, you know, for insight, enlightenment. And of course all the Zen students wanted to tick the box that they're signing up for enlightenment. Uh Um, But what does that mean? Now, personally, as I've mentioned in other Dharma talks, I'm not particularly fond of the word enlightenment because... It's got a connotation to it these days of something which is superhuman and I would prefer something much more simple like the word awakening uh, rather than enlightenment. But what happens when we awake, What, what does that mean? It means it's to do with our relationship with life, it's to do with our relationship with people. Uh, close relationships, acquaintances, work colleagues, community, the way we relate to animals, nature, everything, everything about life. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we practice it for relaxation or for mental health, sure, you can de-stress, and it's demonstrable that you probably improve your mental health as well, your emotional health. But that's very different to having this relational framework that you work from. So you could be still mentally healthy, but you could still be mentally healthy within the little bubble of your self-centred dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when when we take up what we mean by awakening, um, is to recognise it's at three levels in a sense. It's having insight into that there's no self. No self is really um, it's a it's a word which can really confuse people, but it's really a relational world. A word. If there's no self, then there's everything, and you're you're included in the the web in the network. Of being relational with everything and open with everything, and seeing that all things become the self and the self becomes all things. If we look at precept training in Zen, that is definitely relational. You know, it's looking at the impact that our behaviour has on others, you know, and on a, and on ourselves as that as well. So you look at the precepts of not stealing, not lying, um, meeting others on equal ground, not criticising the faults of others, not praising oneself and abusing others, etc. They're all relational principles, you know, which clarify um, the way that we actually relate to the world. And, um, And if we do do you know, meditation as part of that practice as well. It's a, it's an opening experience. Like I said in the words in the beginning, um, if we're practicing zazen authentically, what occurs is that we, instead of being closed down to each moment, we're actually open to each moment that occurs. Mm-hmm. And it's important to recognise that this relational aspect of Zen practice is what can in many ways make it different to psychotherapy or mindfulness training. Um, It's that that relational aspect of it which which shifts it into something which is quite different. Um, It's not always the case, but over the years with people Um, coming, my experience is with people coming to this group. um, Occasionally there are people who've come from um, uh, mindfulness-based programs, do you know, and then they want to continue their their practice with the Zen group. Some of them take it up. that, That was their beginning place and they take it up and they go into a more, understand a more relational way of being in the world. But some people come along and, and it's sort of, my intuition is sometimes correct that it's not the right place for them. Um, because they're, they're really just focused on my depression, my pain, my difficulty, and what can I get out of this that's going to reduce all of that kind of suffering, that personal suffering. But it's all about me. Still, it's not about giving to something and receiving something. It's all just all about me. It's like a a, a consumer's sort of approach to seeing What can I get out of it? Um, but when you join a sangha, you know, or you develop a relationship with a teacher, it's a give and take experience. What can I, what can I give to others that actually support them on the way, rather than what I just receive? from others. And that is the big shift. And so it's very important to distinguish that this is what the essence of San is, to distinguish it from other things that seem similar to it within our culture. Um, But don't don't go as far along that path. One of the common statements that Robert Aitken Roshi used to say about different kind of practices um, spiritual practices, you often used to say, it, it's all very fine as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we really take the journey, you know, it's a, a, a longer journey and a deeper journey, it goes beyond just preoccupation with self. Um, and that's what makes the difference. Also, too. Um, In the last two talks that I gave on um, the Brahma Viharas, the four immeasurables, kindness, compassion, joy and equanimity, they're all relational emotions. They're all emotions within our repertoire as human beings that are actually connecting us to others all the time Um, and that's what makes the difference.